Welcome, Path Folk, to the Find the Path Ventures actual play of the War for the Crown Adventure Path. Where it's O'Kara versus Darahan in the f- tournament finale. Oh, jeez. Only one can be the victor. I hope to be a <laughs> champion. Let's see what happens. It all depends on the luck of the die. It, it really, really does in Really, this case. at the end of the day, it's all darn luck. You gotta, like, Yu-Gi-Oh this, you know? Heart of the dice. <laughs> <laughs> it is the heart of the dice. <laughs> Is Freddie Mercury going to sing We Are the Champions when this is over? Oh, ooh, like I hope tale. so. <laughs> like a night so. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Welcome back, everyone. I guess to uh, to get back to where we were, back to, to where we left off last. Our Knights of Summer had left the city of Opara, had made their way to Merritt County, and are attending the Tanager Jubilee, hosted by one Bartleby Lothied in the Palace of Birdsong. The party had, uh, had arrived, had spent some time socializing, getting to know people, all the rest of that stuff meeting everyone that they're going to be living with or living in close proximity to uh, here. Mm-hmm. Everyone in we're the interacting very with future. probably for this whole book. They're neighbors, as it were. Yes. Would you be my neighbor? And they I will. don't know. I don't feel like this is going to be like kindly like Mr. Rogers. <laughs> okay. Some of them are. Some of them seem to be fine. Some of them yeah. not so fine. Yeah, that's true. The party had uh, attended the beginning of the Jubilee. This is the first day. Which the big, uh, the big kind of uh, draw for the first day being the tournament, a uh, attorney of champions uh, riding against one another, a joust against uh, the greatest warriors of uh, Merritt County, you suppose. Um, and some people that just kind of showed up specifically for this. Mm. What had followed were uh, numerous rounds of uh, jousting going on on one side of the, uh, the Birdsong Palace, the palace grounds, and then a, uh, a complicated game of Truco, mm. uh, which is basically like <laughs> five lawn games rolled into one. <laughs> and yes, I mean, you're to not reiterate, it is actually a real game. Yeah, um, I still have not actually looked up a video on how Truco is played. <laughs> Nobody's played Truco in so long it predates pictures. <laughs> I mean, it's quite possible. It's, uh, it very well might very predate old. pictures, so <laughs> nobody knows. After numerous rounds, three rounds in total, three hours of battling it out on the joust, we have come down to our final pair, which is uh, Baron Nicholas O'Kara. Quasi friend, I suppose, of the uh, the Knights I mean, of Summer acquaintance at least acquaintance. since the gala. Yes, it's, sir. Against one Count Oliver Darhan. Mm-hmm. Oh dear! All right, let's do this. You want to get O'Kara on your side? The best way is to beat him in this joust and tr- prove you're a true warrior. <laughs> well, well as already, we all know friendly. from every anime I've ever watched, defeat means friendship. So <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> Yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> yeah, true. absolutely. Yeah, I suppose we should go ahead and just kind of jump back into things, shall we? Let's go. What's the worst that could happen? Um, Literally, he criticals Oliver and just straight out kills him. <laughs> yeah, my head goes rolling off into the crowd. I, I feel like that's literally <laughs> the worst that could happen. Be put, put a real damper on the party. <laughs> yes, yes, both our party and this party. <laughs> yes. Both of these things are true. As we had left off, as we left off with our heroes, Gwen and... Verity had uh, also been both participating in the joust, had had a uh, climatic final confrontation between the two of them, uh, which had tied them both at seven points after it was all said and done as they had, uh, had battled it out. Going kind of coming from behind, honestly, potential to even uh, challenge Oliver right there at the mm. end. But uh, unfortunately, things had not quite panned out as uh, Gwen and 
Uh, Verity had seemed surprisingly well matched for one another. True. Until Gwen was unhorsed. Yeah, the only two people that unseated me were my friends. Gwen's <laughs> like, it's because yep. those are the people that aren't going to hold back against you. <laughs> Apparently. Gwen sitting there, it's like, at least I didn't lose to some NPC. <laughs> <laughs> Glaring over it. I don't know. Titus. <laughs> Titus, yeah. that jerk. Titus, yeah. yeah. You don't get a chance to, to kind of meet Titus. Um, and by that, I mean, get hit by a lance by him while he smiled at you like a And then threw finger jerk. guns just, at us. I get <laughs> amused every time we hear the name Titus because that's the name of Kristen's dog. So then I just imagine this derpy little dog every single time we mention his name. <laughs> Most of the time I think Titus, I think Titus from Final Fantasy X. Yep. So then I get the laughing I meme in my oh head. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, why do we need to recreate that if it's terrible? <laughs> because it's terrible. There are fans so out there who will have absolutely appreciated mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I was going to say, and weirdly, that is my favorite Final Fantasy game. Yeah, and I, mean, I really still will say that's the cringiest game. thing ever. Yeah. It is a good game. It's just that one scene is cringe. Beyond and I don't think belief. you can skip cutscenes in that no, game. No, you so. can't. <laughs> However, let's take a break because uh, the field <laughs> is being reset back over there and uh, and oh, cut back yeah. over to the opposite side of the palace grounds. Go lose another match. <laughs> let's go get hustled. <laughs> away from the dust, away from the blood, away from all the rest of that stuff going on there. The the thick smell of horse and dust kicked up into the air and the screams of the crowds and, and all of that. We have the, the quiet corner over here by the Memorial Gardens where a small game, a polite lawn game, has been being played between Lady Parthena Crab, Lady Aline Peril, Countess Felix Zespire, and Baron Cornelius Mariset. With two spectators to the sport. There's been a couple of other people that have just kind of wandered over here, but they just, again, because uh, I've got, I think there's 20, 20 something people, NPCs, that uh, you can see scattered about the map. There's actually 42, I'm wanting to say, attendees here. Uh, but those other people are so unimportant that they don't get icons. <laughs> How rude. <laughs> They're like very the, the, lesser the funny nobles. Thing is there's, or, like, there's totally like another baron or something that's like, hey, we, we don't care about this person. A couple of other like tribunes for very small towns and things like that. Uh, technically, the only tribune I put on the map was uh, for your town. Although yeah. actually, uh, Lady Crab is also tribune for her own town. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can we can pretty much assume, though, that uh, Truco is not quite the crowd draw as uh, the actual tournament that's happening on the other side of the building. I mean, true. Although in this case, uh, I mean, Lady Crab mostly came over here because she just finds watching it's kind of uh i'm gonna really alienate a couple of fans here it's kind of been my beef with various sports over the years it's part of the reason that rachel turned me on to uh hockey and i enjoy it because so many other sports are so much of all right we've got two and a half to three minutes of prep time for 15 seconds of action for two and a half to three minutes of prep Mm. time again yep not hockey i like that hockey's just like here's a puck go (laughs) <laughs> if you have ever watched golf on TV, it is wild because it's like one swing and then you won't see that person for like 20 minutes as they pan to every single other person because yeah. like literally nothing is happening of interest with that one person. I always sleep the I golf. walk spoiled, I think, but yeah. I'm sure that there's some golf fans that were just like unsubscribe. It yeah, immediately unsubscribing. I, I will put that out here right now that golf takes skill. It does. It is just certainly. not a skill I enjoy watching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's not as performative. Let's put it that way. Yeah. That is true. But it does take skill. So people who play golf, I'm like, I can't do what you do. I've tried. Mm-hmm. I'm a tennis player and I can't get my swing to do what y'all do for golf. It just doesn't happen. But Felix Cornelius, I suppose uh, the two of you make your way over as you've been speaking with uh, Lady uh, Lucrezia Marthane and uh, Dame Sepsinia Crab. Kind of getting a feel for those two before 
the two of you make your way back out onto the Truco field. And uh, I guess let's get ready for our final round of Truco as well. <laughs> All right, let's get hustled. <laughs> Woo! So, let's get hustled. <laughs> again, game is relatively simple. You are going to be, uh, uh, you take turns attempting dexterity checks. Uh, we've already determined what your various bonuses are and all the rest of that stuff. A character scores one point with a successful DC 15 dexterity check and one additional point for every five of which their dexterity check result exceeds 15. And the player, the first player to reach seven points wins the round. So uh, I suppose everyone go ahead and bounce your dice and let's see where you're sitting. I have rolled a two oh, for a four. It's not bad, not bad. I rolled an 18 for a 20, which I think is the highest thing I've rolled on this the entire time. Mm, That's two nice. points right there. Good job. That is, in fact, two points. Uh, so Felix starting out strong. Uh, Cornelius not nearly quite so much. He's just like you just had to warm up. Mm. I've cool. I've cooled down with the uh, refreshing mint julep that they we had between rounds. <laughs> he had a quick mint julep and then uh, a depressing conversation with this lady staring at ducks. And it's kind <laughs> Nothing of really motivates game. you to not want to play Truco quite like uh, talking to Sepsinian, who's just like. Eh. <laughs> Eeyore vibes. There's, there's. Okay, first Aww. off, yes, 100% Eeyore vibes, and two, I'm pretty sure she's possessed by something. There's something wrong. Crab gets a 23, so also scores two <laughs> points. Wow, and uh, Lady Peril gets an eight, so uh, scoring zero. So the uh, the <laughs> score is currently tied. Uh, Felix to uh, Crab. Get him, two Felix. To two. Okay. So going into the second round, let's go ahead and do our rolls. There we go. I'm on the board. <laughs> there's that bad roll again. <laughs> Yeah. All right, I roll a 15 for a 17. Hey, nice. <laughs> I rolled a nine for an 11. I mean, it's average. Unfortunately, average doesn't seem to quite cut it. So uh, that's one point for Cornelius, as Cornelius manages to uh, to scoop his ball, to sling it through the uh, the central ring to land on the opposite side, as does Lady Crab, scoring an additional point for herself as she uh, she scoops and mm. slings through the, uh, the center ring as well. And uh, Lady Peril is just still kind of... She really seems to be just here for the socializing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny because she's such she's such a refined, collected uh, high priestess, the archbanker of the Church mm -hmm. of Abadar. But she does really seem to enjoy crabs gossip. So <laughs> just kind of coming over here and getting the scoop on everyone. It's and, the thing of when you're a noble. What what else do you have to worry about but gossip, right? Like it's the only excitement you really get. It's not like you have any worries. You, mm. you know, you don't have any any worries. Well, that of might getting be true attacked. for crab. I mean, uh, Lady Peril's running an entire temple. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she's it's like, busy. I mean, for her, it's like, what else do I really have to worry about? But she's also the arch banker. And when you get high enough up, like nobody's going to gossip with you because you're the boss. That's mm. true. That's true. That brings us to round three of Truco as uh, as the fight continues. Let's go. Hit him with the mallet. Is that how it works? <laughs> don't, don't do that. It's against the rules. <laughs> uh, okay. Roll a 13 for a 15. So that's hey. not a point. Got a 12 for a 14. Almost. Lady Crab also gets a 14, so nice. uh, so misses out okay. on this round, and uh, Lady Peril only gets a 9, so actually Cornelius is uh, is up at two points now. Hey, hey. So he's creep, creep, creeping I've, up. I've tied up with Felix. Sorry, when you said hit her with the thing and all the rest of that stuff, my brain just <laughs> immediately went to Futurama. <laughs> Playing the violin, it's like, time for the drum solo, and then starts clubbing <laughs> the devil with the violin. <laughs> yeah, so Cornelius up at two, tied now with uh, Felix. Going into round four, let's go do another round of dice rolls. Oh, okay. Hey. Okay. All right. That for me is a uh, four for a six, so no mm. points. You're thrown off by how successful you were last round. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting in my own head. I'm like, okay, yeah. I might have a shot. I might have a shot at this. Well, I managed another 18 for a 20. 
Dang. There you go. That's another two points as you manage to uh, to launch, to scoop and launch your ball through the ring, smacking into Cornelius's and sending it spiraling away off into the garden for him to have okay, to go find and retrieve. Game. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I just had to watch for a few rounds, you know, to, to figure this all out. <laughs> yeah, and Lady Crab unfortunately only gets a fourteen, uh, which will oh, hey. not succeed. Oh, and okay. uh, Lady Peril's still hanging out in that eight nine range as she gets another eight. Mm. She's trying. She's yeah. just here to have fun. Yeah, yeah. she doesn't really care that much. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think, uh, does that put uh, Felix in the lead? Puts Felix in the lead at Woo! four points. Wow. All right. As we, uh, we jump into the next weird. round. <laughs> <laughs> hey, d- d- go with it, Felix. <laughs> yeah. Get him, get him. Keep the ball rolling. Keep the momentum. Okay, I roll a respectable no. 13 for a 15. I got an 11 for a 13. All right. Unfortunately, neither of your opponents score either. Wow, all right. With a 12 and 12, respectively, between both of them. Jeez. And so uh, Cornelius actually gets up to three points, now tied with Lady Crab. Hey! I'm winning on consistency. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as Felix still reigns in the lead. Uh, Bring us to our next round. The wind blows through. Um, All of you take a quick break for some tea and uh, and crumpets that are brought over to you. (laughs) Nothing too strange. I wanted a biscuit. The biscuit. <laughs> oh, I can almost feel I'm starting to sweat. We all go dab our brows. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Oh. Ah, that is uh, not good for me. That is an 11 for a 13. Yeah, I got a nat one for a three. <laughs> Yikes. Yep. So, uh, Felix, you, you're suddenly distracted by a, a servant coming over with your biscuit. You're like, oh, biscuit. <laughs> Miss your shot. I mean, let's be honest. That would probably happen in real life, too, if somebody brought me, like, a chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, Cornelius is over there, is over there pulling a little handkerchief out of his sleeve and dabbing his forehead and, mm. and putting it back there. This is way more exercise than Cornelius is used to getting at any time. <laughs> Willingly. Let's put, it, let's put it that way. Willingly, because I had to do some exercise whenever we were, uh, you know, You did a lot to... of exercise that one day and a half a few <laughs> that weeks ago. That one day and a half we got, you know, attacked and then we had to go save Mark. Tell us the whole thing. We didn't talk about the fact that uh, Cornelius had jello legs for the following week. Oliver no. <laughs> <laughs> gave him a foam roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was fine yeah, with the, the foam roller. The foam roller. We all put in for a massage. It was fine. <laughs> uh, Dame Crab, however, does manage a 23, getting her Jeez. two more points, bringing Jeez. her up to uh, five points total. Yikes, she's right. uh, And actually, yeah. Lady Peril gets on the board after rolling oh, a 19. Oh, there we go. Hey, there good we for go. her. Bringing us to the next round. Nope, lost my lost my streak. Uh, fifteen for a seventeen for Cornelius. Nicely Yay. done. <laughs> Nine for an eleven. Oh. So Cornelius is actually the only person to score that round. I believe bringing him up to tied with Felix at four points. Four hey. points. This has been like the longest round of Truco. Y'all this has actually like, been very long. Yeah. We, we, we finally got you know the vibe of the we're game. We're finally getting some good competition here now that Lady Crab is just true. rolling rocks. <laughs> it is still anybody's game technically. I mean, there's there's a lot that could happen here. So moving on into the next round, I roll mm. a three for a five. Uh, got another nine for an eleven. Oof. So Lady Peril scores in that round, but uh, unfortunately, no one else does. I like to think that she just waits for everybody to be at maximum distraction, and then and then that's when she brings <laughs> she it. She can only that's do it as long as none of us are looking at her. Yes. <laughs> uh, moving into the next round. Ooh. All right. That is a 14 for a 16 for Cornelius. 11 for 13. Mm. So Cornelius does manage to, uh, to score a point. However, uh... Dame Crab comes in with a 24, scoring two additional Jeez. points as she uh, launches through, knocking Cornelius's ball uh, um, almost completely out of the field uh, before claiming victory. 
there's a polite applause from the only spectator that's actually paying attention, which is Lady <laughs> Lucrezia. Is over there just doing it. I, I, very, I do. Polite. It seems appropriate that uh, Subsinia is just continuing like, yeah, mom, you won again. Good job. Whatever. Good job for you. <laughs> yeah. It's that, it's like, that thing where she's played with her mom enough that she just knows that her mom is going to beat her. And so she's like, eh, this it's is like boring when I play to watch. Scrabble I know with the my outcome mom. is going to be my mom wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm a teenager, which means my mom's not cool. I mean, that's why I liked it when I got to the point that I could beat my dad in most sports. It was pretty satisfying. So real quick, we'll get to in a second, uh, because uh, Felix and Cornelius do get to socialize while they're doing all this. However, as we have finished our rounds of Truco, go ahead and read this off here. Um, Any PC who beats Dame Crab in at least one round. That's me. Will gain a plus two bonus to influencer for the remainder of the Jubilee. So uh, make a little note that you get a plus two bonus. Fun side note, if the PCs beat her in every round, she spends the rest of the night sulking, taking a minus two penalty on all checks to influence her. But you can't beat her too much, otherwise she hates you. Okay. So while, while you may feel a little disappointed about losing it, mechanically speaking, it's actually better for you to win once and then lose. That's <laughs> right. hilarious. I mean, that makes, that makes sense. That makes sense. Felix Cornelius, what are you guys doing for your uh, your socializing rounds? Your influence rounds, as it were. Well, I suppose I should go talk to uh, to Lady Crab. Yeah, I mean, if we both want to talk to her, I can try to do a discovery and you can do an influence. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Let's go ahead and do our discovery first. So again, you are aware of uh, Lady Crab's uh, bias. A bias represents the character's inclinations towards or distrust of others. Sadly, I don't have anything that she would want. I don't sport the latest fashion and my charisma is too low to be attractive to her. It's true. I think Gwen's the only one sporting the latest fashion right now. Mm. Yeah. Well, I was, but now I'm in my armor and stuff. To be so. fair, you have That's to have true. a charisma of 15, and having that at this level would be, I mean, it's possible, but it's... Hi, hello. Yeah, yeah for very... our charisma-based characters like yeah. the I was going to say, I think, uh, <laughs> doesn't Felix also have a charisma of... I have a 14. Oh. 14. Uh, uh, okay. I was going to say, because yeah. I have a 14, too, and I'm like, As ah. do I. <laughs> if it was my primary casting stat, maybe. A lot of very close. Yep. Gwen has a 20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, it is your primary casting stat. Yeah, yeah, man. So again, she she appreciates people's appearances. Um, and mm-hmm. so sporting the latest fashion or uh, having a charisma 15 or higher grants a plus two bonus. If you're pretty and well-dressed, bonuses, bonuses, bonuses. Mm-hmm. It's true. So you may choose between researching her strengths, uh, representing topics or approaches that are particularly resi- that she's particularly resistant to, or her weaknesses, which are topics that uh, she is particularly well responding to. Yeah, I'll go with weaknesses. Okay, uh, that is a sense motive check. Oh, that I'm good at. I was going to say, yeah. all right, we got the right person on, in here for that. <laughs> I have a plus eleven on that. Good gracious. Oh, there we go. Okay, that is a 15 for a 26. Good All right. job. Again, the two of you make your way over there. You're kind of chatting her up. Again, Felix, you're kind of chatting her up during the course of the game as well. Because there's a lot of like, you play the game and then the servants come out, they reset the field and all the rest of that for you. So despite her complaints, you, you probably about... You get your own uh, ball. You have people for that. It's true. Despite her complaints about watching the joust and all the rest of that stuff, this is also a hurry up and wait kind of game. <laughs> you do discover that Lady Crab does in fact have a weakness. Uh, her weakness is kind of twofold. Hmm. First off, she is, of course, kind of obsessed with uh, with her daughter. Um, mm-hmm. At the very least, her bit. daughter seems it's more that like that parent who's kind of fixated on their their child as being their project almost uh, more than anything. A helicopter Lovely. child or parent. Anyone who seems romantically inclined towards Sepsinia or mm-hmm. better yet attempts to woo her. 
uh, <laughs> will find that Lady Crab is very friendly. Uh, and well I have responded to try to, to woo her, and I don't want to. And she is <laughs> half yeah. your age. She's yeah. half my age and not really Cornelius's type. The interesting thing that Felix discovers with her sense motive, however, is that Lady Parthenia hasn't seemed to have noticed her own lack of love life. It is actually easily flattered by anyone flirting with her, as she has been a widow for some time, um, despite uh, her relatively okay. still young age. Ah. And so actually responds rather well to... Uh, flirtatious comments and uh, and all the rest of that herself. I okay, see. Okay, Cornelius. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I want to take I figure I He's never been good side, at that. I don't want to lead her just... on. That seems rude. Also, Cornelius has no game. Well, we don't know that yet. <laughs> Except for you Lady Crab. I do have a good rapport with her, but I, I wasn't flirting with her. <laughs> but yeah, I figure even so, I pull you off to the side and I'm just like, so I know this might not be your forte. Um... <laughs> But if you flirt at all <laughs> with Lady Parthena, Crab's daughter, you'll probably get in with her very well. Or you could just flirt with her. I don't think she realizes how, um, uh, I'm trying to find a nice way to say this. Uh, she's a bit lonely. She's a widow after all. Well. So go get your flirt on. <laughs> do I have to? Do oh, well, I have to? <laughs> I, technically, yes. <laughs> he has to? <laughs> what? <laughs> he gives you a look like, huh? I mean, until I get more information, that's pretty much what we have to work with. So you can either get your flirt on, um, or you can wait until I figure something else out. Have fun. <laughs> have fun, and Felix wanders off. It's like, look, I'm just here to give you a pointer, okay? Whether you use it is up yeah, to whether, you. Yeah, what you do with it is up to you. Uh, Cornelius is just like, this is why I don't go to parties. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants me to flirt with them. I don't want to. <laughs> everyone, everyone wants you to flirt with them. So attractive. Them oh, God. Everybody so, wants a Mariset. So mechanically speaking, um, so if you're great. going over there and chatting with her, you can just have Cornelius. You can just decide whether or not Cornelius is flirting with her. Yeah. It, it, the only it doesn't problem even is, have is, to be like you're actually flirting. You're just flirtatious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, it could be misconstrued. It can definitely be misconstrued. Um, we'll find out. I have already had a good rapport with uh, Lady Crab, so I will... And you do get a bonus from beating her in Truco at the very yeah, least. Yeah, I do have a bonus from beating her in Truco. Um, I will... Using my vast intelligence, attempt to make... Th to say things that could be misconstrued as flirting, but aren't. <laughs> Interesting. Intelligent people, famously good at flirting, so... Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, t I'm telling you, Cornelius got no game. That's why he's still First you single. you got to make a bluff check to see if you're good at flirting. <laughs> oh, God. Well, the answer to oh that God. is no. <laughs> so if you're going over to Influencer, um, again, you can use bluff, knowledge local, or perform at a DC 14, appraise, or knowledge nobility at a 19, or diplomacy at a 22. And do remember that failing to influence her by 10 or more um, means that you make a gra grievous etiquette error. Your flirtations are not appreciated. And it actually it becomes, causes you to lose It just comes up as creepy. Uh, no, I will God. go with uh, Knowledge Local because I cannot fail that by 10 or more. So Okay. She loves a good gossip. So mm. I don't know how I know anything about what's going on in this place, but, you know. I mean, you know enough. You've been listening. You also know about the uh, the Lothiths, generally speaking. Oh, that's um, true, Considering yeah. your connection to that family. You know, once when we were children, we moved everything in his room by two inches. Yeah. <laughs> I was just and saying my one story about us. Bartleby. Yep. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, I guess go ahead and roll me that knowledge local check, and you do get a plus two bonus for beating her in 
Truco, and you get an additional plus two bonus if you choose to flirt with her. Yeah, I'll get my flirt on. Uh, unfortunately, right. you do not. You're not sporting the latest fashion or have a charisma of fifteen, so nope. uh, you don't get the bias. You're not her bias. I'm not her bias. Nope. Yeah, I roll a nine for a twenty-three. A twenty-three not only succeeds, it actually succeeds by five or more. Hey, Hey-o. there you go. Almost succeeds by ten. Yeah, wow. I was close. You're gonna get so, yourself a wife. You go over there. You. Uh, it specifically states here. I kind of appreciate this, considering how bombastic she is. A very bombastic person. <laughs> I like her. When you start doing a, a couple little like flirty, what's an amazing woman like you still being available? Just the kind casual of compliments and stuff like that. Yeah. Throwing that out there. Uh, Medez specifically states here. She does get easily flustered <laughs> by anyone oh. flirting with her. <laughs> Oh, she has no game either. She's a, there's a lot of that, oh, you, and shoving your elbow and all the rest of that stuff. Uh, she oh, definitely seems to enjoy it. Elbow touching. Oh, Although I man. imagine Cornelius would actually probably prefer Subsidia because she's quiet. Mm. I don't know if quiet is your type. I don't mm. know if we know what his type is. Cornelius needs the lady that'll be like, he ordered this without onions, you know? Yes. <laughs> I am, I am the whitest of white bread ever. <laughs> You just My need someone to stand husband. up for you. <laughs> so you do gain two successes because of your uh, your role there. Hey, I'll let you in on this. She is still indifferent, but she's on the cusp. Hey, I was going to say, We're it very much there. feels like an RPG romance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, that actually takes us to the the four o'clock hour. At which point, uh, it's time. Hearing the distant, uh, again, there's so many various bird themed clocks in the Birdsong <laughs> Palace that chime out the hour that even outside you're like. Are there a bunch of birds? No, no, it's the it's the four o'clock hour, um, and you clock. can hear the, I mean, the I, celebration. I have a bird clock. I don't have it on right now, but I have a bird clock. It's tricked one of my friends into thinking there was a duck in my kitchen once. That's one of the best stories ever. I love that story. <laughs> I even told that story at her wedding. Yeah. So following that, uh, Lady Crab and uh, Lady Peril, basically everyone that you're with, go to make their way over because at the very least, it's only polite, it's only proper etiquette to go and attend the finale for the, uh, oh, good. the joust. <laughs> um, so I'm assuming here. that Felix and Cornelius join them. Uh, yeah. Indeed. Gwen and Verity have had a chance to uh, to freshen up. You did have the opportunity between the uh, the end of the first round or the end of the third round of the joust to go back in, kind of freshen up, come back out in your uh, your courtier's outfits. The uh, four of you all gather back together, um, standing up here on the stands. So, been exciting it's, over here? My uh, friends maybe. are trying to murder me. Oh, yes. It was what? really funny, honestly. <laughs> God. <laughs> I'm assuming not literally. Am I to assume that Oliver is not grievously injured? Oh, no. Oliver's about to get... Oh, no. <laughs> Oliver died, to, actually. <laughs> <laughs> just, just everyone just kindly ignores the fact injured. that he dies as the backup, uh, the, the backup actor comes in to play Oliver. <laughs> no, no. No, no. He's he's getting ready Hello. to joust. I'm Olivier. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be in the final round with Baron O'Kara. Oh. Oh, good for this him. This should be something then. Verity, yes. I was really hoping you'd be in the final round. Yes, me too. I'm trying very hard not to be too sour about it. <laughs> well, I suppose it's a good uh, way to make an impression on the uh, whole area if we were to win. So, no matter who wins, it's a win for us. I mean, uh, look at it. I guess. Although he has to veto care. Oh, you haven't been watching. The man is a monster. It's amazing. Oliver or Okara? Okara. Okara. You know Oliver. As, as, he, as, as, uh, as Cornelius does, like, a cheeky wink. Like, I know. <laughs> I managed to stay in the saddle versus Okara. Thank you very much. Oh, he's so good. Just staying in the saddle is considered a victory. 
Yes, you'll see. He's, ma- he's It's massive. The horse is big. He's big. It's a whole thing. <laughs> I thought very just like he's so manly. <laughs> he's so manly. Well, he's also very manly. Yeah, sure. But I suppose a lot of you kind of settle in, uh, find yourselves uh, some fine seating. You get to move up to the front as uh, as there's a lot of the, the lesser nobility that are more than happy to uh, to vacate their seats. And introduce taking an opportunity points. to introduce themselves to the counts and mm. countesses and barons and baronesses and yep. uh, is there countess any and gambling the happening anywhere on this final match? <laughs> uh, I mean, we could just gamble between us. No, that's not fun. <laughs> how gauche? It's only fun but to win other people's money. Oliver, you are back in the the stables, uh, watching as the uh, the stable hands brush down Bedivere in preparation. Uh, making certain that the saddle straps are attached and all the rest of that, making certain that your armor... Um, again, you've taken a couple of dings mm. in your armor, but you're still doing pretty well. I haven't fallen yet, which is something. But the sound of heavy footsteps approaching as you turn and Baron O'Care makes his way over. Ah, we love him. I wanted to take the opportunity to wish you luck before the next round begins. I appreciate that. I had a feeling I was going to run into you beforehand and... I just wish to offer likewise. I've long respected the Darhans. I've had the opportunity to fight with some of your cousins mm. down on the southern border. I'm not surprised to see that you've gotten this far. <laughs> You're a good man, Baron O'Kara, and I'm not surprised <laughs> to see you at the top of the list. He does extend a hand. I'll go in and extend it back. Predator handshakes all around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Show them muscles. Kyrgyz does say that we have to accept all challenges, and... Well, I consider this probably the greatest challenge I've ever had. (laughs) Dang. (laughs) Well then, I'll try not to disappoint. (laughs) I'll do my best as well. See you out there. Regardless, Mm. once the Jubilee is done, you should come to my town sometime. I would love to entertain you and your friends for a quiet dinner. Mm. It sounds wonderful, actually. When I passed by your home, it reminded me quite a bit of my own, so I would love to take you up on that. Well then, I think we've kept people waiting long enough. <laughs> yes, and we don't want the fans to get stir-crazy. He nuts. Being too military man, I suppose I salute you. Well, I'll salute back. That's our second invite to his house that we've gotten in this adventure. Yeah. yeah. Success. There's adventure to be had at his house. I assume. Oliver, you mount up. You make your way forward, kind of take a couple of deep breaths uh, in anticipation of uh, here it goes. Uh, ride your way out to fanfare. People cheer and applaud and such as you make your way out onto the uh, the field. Um, Let's go, Oliver. Good show. <laughs> <laughs> and then Okira comes out. And we're like, see, that's the horse we were talking about. <laughs> he's, he's dead. He's quite dead. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't die the first time he got hit. It's like Gwen didn't even get unseated. He'll, he'll be fine. You do the traditional, at the very least, for the finale of the uh, the joust. You do the uh, you take your lance from uh, Purple Finch, um, who nods quickly, rushes off to get ready with the next lance because you're going to be going for uh, three passes. And uh, who knows, you might break your lance in the first. Uh, technically, mm. you place your lance between each pass. Yeah, because you don't want to use a lance that's already near shattering. Yeah. yeah. Um, before you do the the ride by the pass by the stands and all the rest of that, um, as there's various shouts. Um, a couple of the uh, the ladies and a few of the gents in the stands uh, offer you uh, favors considering oh, wow. your, your your performance previously. All right. <laughs> Don't know if you wish to take one from uh, from anyone in the stands. Um, I th- 
You can take the oh. one that Verity has that's covered in Gwen's yeah, blood. Yeah, I offer the Gwen's <laughs> blood one. <laughs> I hate both of you. (laughs) I considered until you mentioned it was covered in Gwyn's blood. And I'm like, you know, that does feel a little gauche, actually. Um, You know what, Count Oliver? It's quite gauche not to take my favorite. I know where you sleep at night. <laughs> and I, I die murdered in my sleep by one of my own party members. Was it Gwen or was it Verity? Tune in next episode as, we come, as it becomes an investigation. Uh, delightful. Oh my uh, God. But yeah, you can take a favor if you'd so wish. Um, I think I will decline in this case. Okay. <laughs> you do the quick ride by, uh, reach the opposite side. Baron O'Kara comes out. Being the uh, the hometown favorite, as it were, the cheers are a little <laughs> bit louder uh, for O'Kara um, I don't as he makes them. his way out. Uh, does a quick ride by, uh, stops to get a uh, a favor from his daughter. Cute, yeah. makes sense. That's Rides around back to the yeah. uh, the opposite side of the tilt, uh, salutes you with his lance. I salute back. You gotta do three passes with this guy. I know. Gosh, yeah. Oliver <laughs> briefly holds his hand to his heart before steadying himself. <laughs> He's just doing deep breathing exercises. Kurgis, you owe me. (laughs) Does he, though? I don't feel like he does. I don't think Kurgis would do favors in competitions. No, no. If you were a cleric, it's like your magic dies the moment you're in a competition. It's like, you have to do this on your own. Unless the competition allows magic, in which case, sure. Well, sure, but but this this competition does not. (laughs) Not over at Purple Finch as well. Feeling a little bad that I've made her work extra today. We're going to tip her well, don't worry. It's okay, she gets to put this on her resume. Hmm. Bottleby holds up his hands to quiet the crowd. My friends and subjects, we have reached, finally, the grand finale to our joust. I present here our local baron of the O'Kara barony, Nicholas of House O'Kara. There's a cheer that goes up from the crowd. And I present here our honored guest and new appointee, for the Betany lands, Count Ooh. Oliver of House Darhan. There's again, a fair amount of applause from the uh, the crowds. Is everyone's yay? Yeah, you guys there's, can decide. There's, who there's you all these for. like eligible women. They're like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's just like, murder each other. <laughs> Enough with the pageantry. I want to see blood. <laughs> it's like when you go to a hockey game. Blood. <laughs> As with all contests of martial skill. One must respect every participant. So I do want to take the time to say thank you to all of our other phenomenal contestants. Baroness Verity Corsina, Viscountess Gwynwavar Kastner, Lord Titus Lothied Kassava, Baronet <laughs> Fai Raven. We all noticed oh, that dip there as soon as he, yeah. sn- he slipped into the cassava. <laughs> Lady Mona Sittis, and Sir Marina Gortis. Thank you all for your participation. You have made this tourney one to remember. But of course, when it comes to matters of martial skill, there can in truth only be one victor. And now we must determine whom that shall be. Baron, count to your places. I suppose you each trot into uh, your various sides of the, uh, the tilt here before the Count raises up his hand before dropping it 
And uh, yeah, let's go ahead and start uh, the first part of the three rounds for your passes. So uh, we're going to go ahead and start with a ride check as the two of you charge all right. dramatically all right, towards one another. If we do this, I'm giving you all the sugar cubes I can afford. <laughs> <laughs> I see we're at the bargaining stage. <laughs> the narrator comes in. Benavir was found dead of sugar overdose. Oh, no. God, no. why did you do that? Oh, ah. All right, I start with an eight for a 15 on my ride check. Baron O'Kara gets a 19 for his ride check, so he gets oh. the jump as he launches all out right. uh, charging towards you. <sighs> granting him a plus two bonus on his uh, attack and uh, damage rolls. Like he needs it. Let's go ahead and make the attack <laughs> roll for it. Yikes. Uh, you know, there is something interesting that you pointed out last episode. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh. There is technically no reason why he can't fight defensively. There is. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would like to go ahead and do helps. that on this first pass. Um, All right. Yeah. <laughs> Le leave it to Ross, the most tactical fighter. <laughs> to remember all of the all of the other ways you can fight besides just attacking. Bernie just looks over and it's like, you have to attack! I have to attack, but I also have to not die. <laughs> As Oliver sees, sees his life flash before his eyes. <laughs> all right, let's try this. Come on. Well, the attack roll probably missed. That's a 10 for a 12. Uh, unfortunately, a 12 will not strike your target. Yeah. Uh, he retaliates back. Technically, at the same Jesus. time, with a 26 oh to strike his foe. God, God. yeah, He's 26 will hit me. Um, so, unfortunately, <sighs> you are slammed by Okara as he closes on you. Yeah, not a great start. Uh, that is for 16 points of damage as he cracks but does not break his lance as That's he slams rare. it into right. you. Okay. So, I need to make a ride check with a plus two bonus because I have a military saddle. DC 16. I get an 11 huh. for a 20. All, All right. right, you nice. hold your seat as uh, as the lance slams into you, uh, cracks but does not shatter as the uh, the first pass goes by. Mm. Uh, as Okara scores the first point as you each reach the end of the tilt, quickly toss off your lances to the other side as uh, as your respective squires runs over, provides you with another lance as you uh, you turn, take a second to uh, reorient yourself before the two of you charge for a second pass. All right, let's go. Let's do this. Uh, you can do it. That's an eight for a 15. Okara's coming in with a 24 for his ride check as he begins to, he's pulling out all the stops now as he begins to charge you down. Jeez. All right. You should attack. Yeah, I just need to. He's going to probably hit you anyway. Yeah, I need to hit him. I mean, that's the problem is that was way over my armor class, even with the bonus. So let's just attack. All right. I need to get points. That is a seven for a 13. Yeah, uh, 13 will sadly not strike your foe. Oh. Okara responds with a 26. Yikes. Oh. Yeah. And I think that Felix and uh, Cornelius are like, oh my God. And we're like, right? This guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, 26 hits me. Not much I can do about that. slams into you, striking you for oh. 19 points of damage, oh. cracking but oh. not shattering. Um, as you okay. struggle All to right. maintain your saddle, I would imagine. Okay. Let's go ahead and see the uh, the right check. Oh, that's oh. a three oh, no. for a twelve. Oh. So yeah, you take nineteen points of damage, knocking you free from your saddle as you mm. as you tumble to the ground. Uh oh, yeah, that actually knocks me out. Um, okay. So there's there's a brief moment again as the uh, the clerics of Abadar make their way out there. <laughs> Heal you back Jeez. up for four. Jeez, <laughs> that's that's kind of them to get him to full hit points. 
pulling you up to your feet, as I suppose you take a moment to, uh, again, he hits you and everything just went black for a moment. (laughs) And then you wake up looking at all these white-robed priests. (laughs) One of them leans over you. Do you wish to yield, sir? Uh, Never. Never? (laughs) (laughs) Pure Darahan moment of just absolutely not. They all step back because uh, by the rules of the tourney, Oliver has to be able to get back up to his feet on his own. Um, yeah. So I suppose you just kind of take a second. Dust yourself off. Push yourself up. Uh, the crowd, having all you know, done that gasp and <gasps> whatever yeah. you've gone down, lets out an applause as Oliver gets back to his feet. I need to get three points in this pass to tie it up. So you have to hit him, shatter your lance, and unseat him. We'll hey, also that, not this get is like the hit. end of a Knight's Tale. It's possible. Yeah. It's yeah. possible. And that's to tie. Then then you get Then you get to go into the fourth round. Heart of the dice. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> well, I know what I need to do, so I let's see if I can kill. do it. You step back to your feet. Yeah, you know, Purple Finch gives you a, a kind of a nervous, but it's that combination of her eyes yeah. are nervous, but she's trying to give you a reassuring smile. <laughs> as you manage to mount back up onto your steed yourself as she passes up the lance. As you do so, Okara takes the opposite end of the field. Salute you once again with his lance as a, a sign of respect for you getting back in the fight. Yeah, I will salute him as well. <sighs> all right, well, it's all going to come down to this, so... No time like the present. So, yeah, let's go ahead and get the ride checks as the two of you launch against one another again. <laughs> that is a two oh, for geez. a nine. It's because you're not going against another PC. You really okay, got to go against uh, another Coming in with a 27 on his ride Whoa. check. Jeez. Oh, man. Yeah. Yikes. All right, I will. The problem is, is that if he hits me at all, I still lose. So I need to really bank everything on both hitting and not getting hit. Mm -hmm. I'm going to fight defensively. All right. Because if he does hit me, that's it. But I also have to roll really high. All right. Let's see what happens. Mm. (laughs) Wow. Jeez. That's a four for a six. Ross only is good at killing his friends. Yeah. Uh, Okara <laughs> charges in, and uh, Okara will also be power attacking because he wants a great finale oh, for no. the uh, the to shatter that lance. I mean, Neat. Yeah. I was wondering why he wasn't shattering his lance. Hey! Oh. Oh, okay. That's only a 12 on that uh, that attack roll. So Yeah, that'll miss. Yeah, both Unfortunately, you and he still wins. <laughs> There's this final pass as the two of you rush uh. by one another. Yeah, but you don't give him the satisfaction of being unseated. Yeah, you do manage to avoid the blow at the last second. However, doing so costs you your own attack as your lance comes out of line and the two of you pass. Uh, There is a cheer from the crowd as uh, as everyone does a quick applaud. The two of you reach the opposite ends Mm -hmm. and uh, and dismount before, I suppose, making your way forward as the count descends down from uh, his little box seating area, descends (laughs) down, approaches the two of you. Before he arrives, uh, Baron O'Kara removes his helmet and extends a hand towards Oliver again. I will do the same. Predator handshake. Well yeah. fought, sir. Uh, I should be saying that to you. Got a hells of a glance on. And you show the famed tenacity of the Darhan. Well, I could do little else, but I'll stick to it at least. Again, if you uh, take me up on my offer, perhaps we can take a couple of passes in my practice yard. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what sounds like a great reward? Hitting you some more. <laughs> yeah. That's, 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 that's it feels wonderful. very much like Lady Crab inviting you to play Truco. Mm. <laughs> I'll still take him up on it. I could use the practice. <laughs> Just make sure that we uh, invite my friend Felix. Uh, <laughs> I may need the help. I may need the help. <laughs> but the Count makes his way down. A servant comes over, provides him with a, a fine sheath for a, uh, a long sword. Well, it's just kind of, it's not the full bladed sheath. It's just mm. the uh, the top sheath that sit, rests directly into the guard, but provides this fine sheath of what she provides to Okara as his reward for the tourney, mm. as well as a uh, bouquet of bouquet of hyacinths. Oh, hyacinth. Yeah. Mm. Um, again, tradition being that he provides that to uh, to the person who inspires him the most of what she also provides to his young daughter. Aww. Aww. The a count dad. turns to you, um, again, thanking you for your participation. Provides you with, uh, one, a silver chalice. Oh, hey. This is uh, emblazoned with the Lothied family's uh, rampant owl heraldry, um, hmm. as well as uh, a mark underneath it, um, noting the year. So basically, a uh, here's a celebratory chalice. Yeah, hey, it, you know, I'll certainly take it. He'll put it in his, uh, his trophy case, along with probably all the other ones he's had for all the other <laughs> years he's competed. Yep, uh, it is worth 100 gold pieces if you want to sell it. Hey, but you know what? We did give him a run for his money. Uh, <laughs> he didn't hit me when we passed. I guess that's something. Yeah, Man. I don't know. Where Take you your victories where, where you can. can. Yep. Uh, but you also provided with a blue and silver ribbon, uh, which oh. you may gift to um, whoever it was that inspired you during the tourney. Give mm. it to your horse. Give it to your horse. Oh, dear. <laughs> Wow, uh, some Mechanically speaking, there. any NPC you provide this to, it will grant you a permanent plus one bonus on influence checks. Oh, jeez. Nice. Give it to Lothied. Oh, my God. <laughs> give it to Bartleby. <laughs> Just give it right back to him. Go ahead uh. and tell you that um, it does specifically state, except for Bartleby, Gulgasern, or Titus. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny, actually. That is that pretty is funny. Kind of hilarious. Oh, my God. Oh, give it to the Tribune. Yeah. Or you could give it to uh, Baroness Voinum. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we haven't talked to either of these people. I uh, yeah, know, I have not talked to any. Uh, Lady Crab. I mean, at the very least, uh, if you gave it to Baroness Voinum, you could pass it off as uh, Oliver saying, like, I came here to try to bring respect, you know, as someone living oh, as in your lands to bring respect to the Voinum lands. Yeah, yep. that's that's fair. I, I'll, I'll give it to her then. Okay. Let's, let's give it to, to Voinum. All right. Then, uh, yeah, you make your way over. She seems very surprised. Takes it graciously. Mm. You are an experienced soldier. I did spend some time in the South, yes. That was a respectable showing. Thank you. She leans forward some. Ignore what the Count said. It is not a matter of winning or losing. You conducted yourself with honor. I only ever do such. And a victory without such is pointless. Ah. I agree. She nods. So she doesn't like Bartleby either. You do get a plus one bonus to uh, any influence checks. So yeah. do keep that in mind. Um, that is not just for the uh, the remainder of the Jubilee. It's actually um, in perpetuity. Forever. Oh, wow. All right. Nice. <laughs> okay. Specifically for Oliver. Hey, mm. still. I think you guys have discovered nothing pertaining towards her. No, we have <laughs> not, literally not no idea about her Other than the fact she she's unfriendly. She's very unfriendly and she's a big old scary lady. And she's suspicious of why we're here. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fair. That, that's actually fair. completely fair. The count raises his hands. The crowd's quiet. Ladies and gentlemen, I will allow all of you the opportunity to retire to your own rooms to prepare for our evening's festivity, wherein we will feast to our victor. 
he gestures towards Baron O'Kara. Before, however, there is, of course, the tradition of the Tanager's speech. So please feel free to change into your dining clothes and prepare yourselves for a feast to be remembered and a speech that I hope you will not soon forget. <laughs> oh, last time we had a why, speech? I was going to say, why did that sound <laughs> ominous? Last time it sounded a little ominous. We almost died. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, by dinner clothes, he means our armor, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out, like bedecked in armor with weapons bristling. <laughs> I'm going to wear my bracers with my dress. <laughs> right? Yeah. Everyone applauds. As I imagine, uh, Oliver probably makes his way back over to his compatriots. <sighs> hey, you didn't die. Uh, it was close there for a few minutes. Hmm. It was a good showing. Uh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I'm sorry I couldn't bring us victory. You were up against a very tough opponent. It depends on what kind of victory we were intending. The kind where you win, I think. (laughs) Oliver does laugh at that. Sometimes victory can just be getting the influence that we need. If nothing else, the Baron did invite me over to his estate and said that the rest of you are welcome to come along as well. Not a bad idea to take him up on it. Certainly, he seems to know what he's doing, at least. Yes, absolutely. And at least there's one friendly Baron here. Uh, Baroness Voinum, probably not so friendly. She's an interesting sort. I had a brief conversation with her when I presented her with the ribbon. I didn't know she was your type. Well, maybe you should try to (laughs) talk to her at dinner. Perhaps, and thank you, Verity. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) She does seem to be the type to recognize skill, and I don't think she's necessarily... I don't think she's necessarily a fan of everything that happens here. Hmm. Beyond that, I can't say. I certainly don't have Gwyn or Felix's ability to look into people's hearts. Not without going through their chest with an axe. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of which, I'm bringing Oakheart with me. Uh (laughs) Just in case. Yeah. But Purple Finch makes her way over, kind of bounces on her heels. Um, So allow me to please escort you to your rooms. Of course. Thank you so much for everything you've done for us today. Absolutely. She says, obviously needing a chance to go reapply her own makeup, considering that yeah. she's been out here running around sweating, sweating and all the rest off. of that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, please uh, follow me. I believe you are. She pauses, quickly turns around, retrieves a, a note from her <laughs> sleeve, flicks it over, slides it back away in the west wing on the ground floor. Um, yeah. So follow me. I know. Turns around, quickly pulls out a different sheet of paper. We remember how to get there. Oh, um, yes, then. Um, I will follow your lead and uh, and prepare things for you. The speech will be held in 30 minutes um, on the veranda and so uh, and in the gardens. So um, when we're done, I will escort you there. Mm. All right. This is not ballroom time, right? This is just another fancy courtier's outfit. Yeah, the um, the masquerade ball is tomorrow night. Okay. Mm. This is probably what noble outfit time. Uh, for yes, dinner? this would be time to change into one of your noble outfits. Okay. All right. I'm going to put on my fancy one. Yeah, I'll put on the fancy one, too. That'll be for the speech, the Feast of the Victor entertainment, whichever, whatever that is that follows the Feast oh, of the I Victor. I hope it's not clowns. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently the evening will finish off with uh, dancing and cards. I'm going to put on my fancy noble outfit, too. Yeah, me Let's too. say fancy. Let's be fancy. Yeah, we got to impress uh, Lady Crab. Well, and all the other I people we need to impress. impress. Lady Crab. Verity's not the right person, but somebody needs to win the heart of the, the Tribune Psychum lady. Mm. I feel like Felix is actually a really good fit for that. Yeah, Felix is a good person for that. Yeah, I I did okay talking to her. 
I am going to figure out Bartleby's weaknesses and all that jazz at this dinner party. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do, but we'll figure it out. All of you return back to your rooms. Uh, you have a chance to change into your uh, your fine, your noble finery uh, before making your way back out of your uh, your various rooms and following Purple Finch as she escorts you back through the Grand Hall and back out onto the veranda, which again overlooks the beautiful gardens outside. The veranda on the back of the Birdsong Palace is a beautiful porch, which overlooks the gardens of uh, bushes, green grasses, hedges cut into uh, rampant lions and owls, uh, which seems to be the reoccurring motif here. Any of those of you taking a moment to count, which I imagine would probably only be Cornelius, <laughs> would note that there are an equal number of lions and owls, hmm. which seems huh. to be a reoccurring theme. Interesting. Yeah, very. Uh, these are all arranged around a central fountain. Standing atop this fountain is a resplendent looking man with piercing eyes and noble finery with his sword clasped between his two hands, point down between his feet. You note that um, while the entirety of the statue itself is marble, an addition has been made to the top of that, which is a literal gold replica of the Primogen crown, which sits atop the statue's head. Wowzers. All around the fountain, however, are the various gilded bird cages filled full of various songbirds, um, as well as a shocking number of peacocks, all male, wandering <laughs> the grounds, uh, occasionally raising up their tails and uh, letting them flutter around. Um, as they look about uh, the various gathered noble crowds. The air here is filled with a constant thrum of tweeting, twittering, and hooting of various songbirds. Appropriate for songbird manner. Birdsong <laughs> manner? Birdsong manner, sorry. <laughs> the Palace of Birdsong. I suppose you make your way out onto the grounds and begin to, uh, to socialize a little bit, just chatting with people. Um, you only have a short time. Um, again, you're led through uh, this entrance and then down off towards the side as a podium has been uh, set up at the top of the central stairs here, where you're going to, going to guess that uh, Bartleby will give his speech. Mm. Numerous uh, tables have been arranged here and there about um, all of these covered with a variety of snacks. So not to spoil your appetite for the feast, but uh, in case Finger you're a little food. peckish. <laughs> yes, appetizers. I could use a few. <laughs> yeah. A massive uh, banquet table has been set off towards one side, um, although the banquet, the feast will actually be held um, inside, mm. but has been set off towards one side to uh, allow for the various uh, servants to go over there and retrieve any glasses of, uh, of wine or champagne or whatever it is, some Chardonnay, whatever it is that you're filling this evening. Mm. A collection of musical performers lines up along the eastern side of the veranda. Um, begins to play uh, soft violin and other string instruments to accompany your conversation. Um, it's now at this point approaching about five o'clock. So it's not sunset yet, but it's beginning to uh, to get closer to it. And considering mm. that you're here in the uh, on the northern side of the palace, it's mostly cast into shadow as opposed to when you're on the parade grounds, which were relatively warm. Eventually, though, uh, Count Bartleby makes his way out, having changed into a different and even more resplendent uh, blue and silver ensemble, makes his way down into the gardens and socializes for a short time. Again, there's not actually enough time here for you, for any of you to make your checks, although it does give you a chance to kind of uh, reassess your situation. After about 15 or so minutes, technically it's getting close to about six o'clock when the, uh, the feast is going to begin. Uh, you guys, Bartleby's decided uh, now it's time to do his speech. His speech doesn't last for an entire hour. It's just a lot of uh, <laughs> setup, pomp, everyone having a conversation. A lot of pomp and circumstance. 
there's a little bit of that, like, when he's going up there to get a speech, you can kind of tell that most of the local nobles, um, you're going to guess they probably gives the same speech or some generalization of the same <laughs> speech They're all just sitting here, like, oh, God, how long is he going to go this time? Yeah. I'm so yep, hungry. Here it comes again. Let's go ahead and do me a favor. Hmm. And let's have everyone go ahead and make me a perception roll. Okay. Uh-oh, are there assassins entering? <laughs> oh, probably. <laughs> I roll an eight for an eight. I roll a seven for a nine. Gwen rolls a 16 for a 23. Felix got a 15 for a 26. And Oliver rolls a 16 for a 16. Okay. Mm, so, do we have anybody specific that we think we need to spend a little more time with? Oh. I, mean, I have Bartleby covered. I'm going to try to suss out what we might be able to use against him and at our advantage, as it were. Well, and we do seem to know enough about Lady Crab, and I have a rapport with her. Gwen makes a face when you mention Lady Crab. It doesn't Barry say makes anything. a face, but it's a different face. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I wish you'd put the moves on me, Cornelius. <laughs> no, I would kill you if you did that. <laughs> We're going to go to the dueling ground. We need Voinum's support. I mean, we are technically working within her lands. Baroness Voinum, yes. Well, and Oliver, you do have a somewhat tenuous connection, at least from giving her that favor. I can give it a shot. And Oliver's also a military man. True. Yes, I just hope you don't expect me to do too much lying. But Felix should probably greet her at the very least. I mean, Felix yes. is the one who inherited the land. It's also true. Exactly. If we want to go over together, perhaps. Hmm. As in, like, you could probably do, like, a discovery check, and then I could maybe try to influence her. Since you're actually good at sense motive, and I'm not. Fair. <laughs> also, the Tribune, we should probably try talking more with her um, at some point as well. Uh... I suddenly run forward and push through the crowd and shout before I tackle Count Lothine. What? What? Why? <laughs> Why? Why are you doing this? Felix shoves after people you. out of the Why? way. <laughs> um, there is a whip crack sound as a crossbow bolt sells across are the distance straight towards me? Felix and the Count as she dives forward to tackle Count Lothine. Uh, go ahead and do a reflex save. Can we go to one uh, party without somebody getting assassinated? <laughs> I did not roll very well on that. I thought it was a 19, but it was a little kinky looking on the screen. It was, uh, it was only looking. a three for eight. <laughs> a little kinky looking. Mm. The dive is a little kinky looking. <laughs> You um, slam yeah. into the count, successfully pushing the count out of the way, not getting out of the way yourself yeah. as the bird slams oh. into oh. your shoulder. Ah! Gwen is immediately running towards Felix. Uh, oh my I God. think we're all going to run towards Felix. Felix, you take eight points oh of damage. Go ahead and make me a fortitude save. Oh I'm going to glance around and see if I can figure out where that came from. Yeah, me too. I'm on. <laughs> I'm probably pointing it where it came from. Oh, good, because mm. we're both really bad at looking for things. Yeah. Uh, I rolled a nine for a 14. Oh, no. So let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and get an initiative check from the party real quick. Oh, <laughs> gracious me. Ouch. God, yeah. Well, I mean, I have an arrow in my shoulder. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, you're a little um, hurt. Hey, but you saved Lothie. That should count as bumping him up one level. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I saved your life. <laughs> Felix, you rushed forward, you tackle him out of the way, you land on top of him as suddenly he's like, you know, looking up at you confusedly. You feel this rush go through as your adrenaline is already pumping. Yeah. And then this numbness oh. spread quickly oh, no. along your side. Oh. 
as you take one point of constitution damage. Oh, no. Oh, they were going for the kill. As your vision starts to blur. They were trying to kill him. Oh, boy. The count looks up at you confusedly. Uh, soldiers, again, there have always Gets been these Lothied soldiers nearby, like, rush forward in this, like, you know, is she attacking the count as he, like, holds up <laughs> a hand and waves them away as they begin looking around. Oliver, you're actually the first to, like, Again, all of you registered her running forward, but Oliver's the first to register like, oh, crap. Yeah. Probably reaching instinctively for a heavy weapon that isn't there. <laughs> I really wish I had a spear with me right now. I'm bleeding. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing I have no idea where exactly that came from. And unfortunately, there's nothing I can do for Felix. So uh, you can make a perception check to attempt to determine where that came from. I would God. like to do that. That's a three for a three. <laughs> no, she was struck in the right side. So somewhere in that 180 degrees off towards your right. <laughs> Great. Um, I guess I'll start running in that direction to see if I can get through and see if anybody's running away or acting obviously suspicious. Anybody with a crossbow in their hands? Yeah. You go rushing off in that direction. Like as you're doing so, you can immediately see the delineation in this crowd. Mm. Lady Sittis and Baron O'Kara and Baroness Voinum and all of these people with this military experience start immediately looking for the threats. Many of them drawing or, you know, reaching down to draw out their weapons as most of them yeah. do come to these. At the very least, uh, you know, armed with a, you know, long sword or a rapier. Uh, and then there's the other half of the people here that are just looking around like, is something happening? Did someone, did someone <laughs> drop a glass? Oh my gosh. I'm only bleeding on the floor. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, was there a faux pas? Hey, I'll draw oak heart as I go. Is there a way I can maybe convince the crowd to take cover or something? I mean, you could shout out the crowd to take cover. Most of them are, uh, are fairly oblivious right now. Take cover. There's an assassination attempt. Assassins! You hear a couple of, oh my, assassins! <laughs> yes, assassins! And rather than hit the deck, all of them start looking around so they can see the action. Oh, God. Uh, Verity, what would you like to do? It's not I also a show. like to look um, for the danger. <laughs> the danger. Yes, the danger. I'm also bad at looking for danger. I roll a four. <laughs> oh my gosh. Am I the only one with perception? I have perception, but I'm more worried about you at the moment. Mm. That, I mean, that makes sense. I do have a bolt yeah, in my shoulder. Unfortunately, it hit her in the right side. Mm. Um, I will also draw my katana because I carry that because it's one-handed for me. And then um, I will go with Oliver out toward the right-ish. Also yelling for people to get down. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where I'm going. You know as much as I know. Um, so Verity blanks out right. Uh, Gwen. Gwen's going to run over to Felix and uh, Bartleby. I'm going to cast Cure Light Wounds on Felix. I would appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> so you rush over to uh, to where Felix has fallen. Uh, again, she full on. I mean, she basically tackled Bartleby. The two of them like landed on the stairs because he was like halfway up the stairs Ow. to the podium uh, before kind of both the two of them tumbled down to the base of the stairs after she so tackled them. Gwen probably kneels over, rips the bolt out of Felix, <sighs> casts Cure Light Wounds. You get 12 hit points back. Oh, I'm back. Hey. Are the both of you all right? I am now. Thank you for uh, that. Quite. Uh, was, um, something must have been on the bolt, though, because I don't feel well. Mm. Gwen will pull her dagger and kind of glance in the direction this bolt was fired from. Go ahead and have Gwen make me a perception roll real quick. Someone see something if, and tell uh, us. Memorizing delay poison may not be a bad idea in the future. Yeah, this is a very poison-heavy campaign. Gwen rolls a 15 for a 22. Nice. Okay. I'll also allow Gwen to roll an ultra nature. Ah. Ah, okay. what's the poison? Bard powers, go. Gwen rolls an 11 for a 19. 
Mm. You have no idea about the poison. Um, you're not really even looking at the point. You, you rip this bolt out. You channel energy into your friend to uh, to staunch the bleeding. There's nothing you can do for the dress. Oh, yeah, sorry. Maybe I was going to ask, but it didn't seem <laughs> opportune. I even wore the nice one. Cornelius can fix it with prestidigitation. It's fine. I have mending. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, prestidigitation will clean the blood, too. It will also clean the blood. As yes. you crouch there, as you glance about, it's not that you see an attacker. In fact, you don't see an attacker, curiously enough, unless the person was invisible. Although it would have to be a very potent form of invisibility to not be visible now after shooting someone with a crossbow. It's the bolt. It's the curious thing as you look down at the bolt. This bolt is specifically fletched. The feathering being that of a black swan. No way, the black <gasps> swan tried to assassinate him? Night swan. Assassin. Or night swan tried to assassinate him? Dang. That doesn't seem like, from what we've maybe heard about them bad. so far though. Well, I'm gonna hold on to this bolt and help Bartleby and Felix to their feet. Felix, I will need you to make me a fortitude save. Oh no, mm. oh no. I mean, it's not my worst save, but it's definitely not my best. Oh, oh no. no, that's a two for a seven. Oh. You take another point of constitution damage. Oh, no. uh, oh I uh, I am still, uh, I don't know what's wrong with me. Felix, again, as you're kind of sitting here, Bartleby guides your shoulders to sort of sit you up and support you. So don't move, don't move. He quickly digs around in his uh, in the side pouch of his noble's outfit and retrieves a green vial. Ah, yes. Take it. I just want to say, if this was a romance novel, this would have been like, first of all, y'all would have definitely This would have been the meat cute. (laughs) I'm happily married though. Thank you. (laughs) Just saying. But um. Uh, Do you wish to drink the antitoxin? Yes. Yes, I would. (laughs) You're like, absolutely. And don't question why he has one on him at this party. He owes me. I saved his life. Is there anything else Felix would like to do for a turn other than... uh, can I just make a perception check? Uh, yeah, you may. See who shot you. <laughs> Please tell us where they are. Yeah, find the assassin. Uh, 14 for 25. Yeah, I mean, you know what you knew previously, which you can now shout to your companions. Uh, there was a tripwire. Oh, oh. what? Oh, then they're not even here. How did they set this up? How would they have known that he was going to come this way? He always well, gives Well, I mean, if he does it every year. Oh, he does it every mm. year, yeah. Under a table, hidden by the tablecloth. What the hell's... Bartleby nods. Uh, Sir Gersarn makes his way forward as he looks up. Find them. Gersarn inclines his head. Well, if it's he a then tripwire. turns back over, um, shouts into the crowd. Um, help. Lady Peril, <laughs> the priestess quickly makes her way, pushes her way forward yeah. through the crowd, approaching towards uh, uh, where Felix is. Cornelius, is there anything you would like to do? Uh, a tripwire? They're probably not even here. Probably not. Feasibly, it was, it yeah. must have been set up beforehand. But it was set up right before this party because nobody going up and down these stairs triggered it. Oh, good point. And these tables, I don't think, have been out here this whole time. Have they? Uh, no, the tables were uh, put out here in the last um, 30 so, minutes or so. Yeah. Servants. This was pre-planned. Servants. One of the servants. They infiltrated. Okay, you called out where the bolt came from? Yes. Uh, Cornelius is going to go um, pull the tablecloth back to sh- see the crossbow and just see if there's anything unusual about it. Pulling this back, it reveals um, it's a light crossbow of fine make and quality. Uh, seems to have been rigged to a uh, tripwire to the trigger. Uh, the tripwire basically running under the various bushes that run the length here to the, the stage. Uh, fortunately, well, you suppose fortunately, unfortunately, but fortunately, the servants have been directing everyone to not walk down the main stairs since those stairs were intended for ceremony purposes uh, for mm. the count to ascend to then make his speech from his podium. 
Much as you remember when you exited, you were directed to the side stairs. Hmm. You may make a perception roll. I will make a perception roll. Will it be successful? Who knows? Have a little faith. Ah, here I am trying to neg the dice. Uh, roll an eight for a ten. No, you don't notice much of anything. Lady Peril makes her way forward. Unfortunately, does not have a neutralized poison prepared for today. Does, mm. however, have a lesser restoration prepared. Oh, well, that'll help. Uh, so begins casting this. Uh, Bartleby places a hand on uh, Felix's shoulder. <sighs> Thank you for your timely intervention there. It's uh, lucky I saw it when I did. Are you all right? Well, this was not the first attempt on my life. But yes, thanks to your timely intervention. Uh, quite. A little bruised and battered, but uh, nothing that can't be mended. Not the first? What do you mean? Do not concern yourself. <sighs> I would not wish you to, uh, to interrupt the festivities. I'm just upset that one of my guests was injured in this process. Uh, I'll be fine. <laughs> Especially thanks to Gwen. Someone's been trying to kill you. I think that's a matter of import. Yes, but it is a it is a matter that we are attending to. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? He knew there might be an assassination attempt. That seems weird. Well, that doesn't seem that weird. Uh, I'll just go ahead and let you guys know as far as uh, Oliver, Verity, Gwen, uh, Cornelius are concerned, since Felix is kind of over here fighting against poison for her life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the guards are rushing out. Uh, Sergur Sarn is already beginning to make his way over in the direction of Cornelius. Uh, you get the impression that you have basically one round before the guards are going to shoo all of the bystanders, including yourselves, away for an active again, investigation. Again, Sarin is basically the head of the watch, um, yeah. in addition to being Tribune, in addition to being Seneschal of this place. The man um, so you basically have one round to do a quick uh, investigation before you're going to be shooed off. Since you are just guests here. Mm -hmm. uh, Oliver, what would you like to do? Unfortunately, yeah, it seems like this was just some sort of trap set up. There's not much of anybody to pursue. So in that case, then probably figuring out what we can about the trap is going to be the most useful. I'll go approach where Cornelius is. And I suppose, I mean, there's not enough time to see if it's there's any magic in the area. So I'm going to try to see if I can't maybe appraise the weapon, see if I can figure out anything about it. Sure, you may. That is a three for a six. It is yeah. a crossbow. <laughs> it was a deadly crossbow. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, it's a crossbow. Yep. Verity, what would you like to do? I think the only person who could have set this trap up had to have been posing as a servant. Working for somebody who is well-funded because they used a masterwork crossbow for this? Well, yeah, but that doesn't matter for the purposes of... They're probably not still here, but they would have been here and then been missing. Are there any servants? I mean, there are... You'd say maybe 30 or 40 servants over here. Do we know if there's like a head, like a, the, who was in charge of this place that outside from, I, I doubt Sir Ghoul is over here looking at like table setups and stuff. I mean, yeah, there's a, a head footman over here. All right. I think Verity is just going to stomp up to that guy and be like, who set up that table? Oh, we, we all set up the table. That specific table and no one noticed the trap? There, there wasn't anything here before we set anything up. And no one, you all, all 50 of you set up this exact table. It's a large table. There were um, 10 men that carried it out, uh, set it in place. And then we set the cloth atop it. And then the silver trays came out first. And then the platter trays for the various hors d'oeuvres. And the glasses were brought out separately. Although the wine had to be retrieved from the wine cellar by the, the scullery boys. Basically, every servant has a job and all of them did their job. So like, who the <laughs> knows how many people interacted with that table? Annoying. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably quite a few. Uh, you may make a sense motive if you so wish. I will make a sense motive. And it's plus two if he's lying. So plus two on this if he's lying. He just seems 
terrified of the entire incident in general. Mm. Uh, not that he might be a target or anything like that, just more of what are the repercussions for. (laughs) Mm. Mm, Fair. It's like this happened on my watch, basically, so I'm probably getting fired. Uh, Gwen, would you like to do anything? I guess, can I investigate this trap in general? I mean, I know Cornelius failed a perception check looking at the crossbow. I mean, that's kind of metagame knowledge, but can I just Yeah, I mean, you can, you can also make your way over to investigate the trap. I roll a 5 for a 12, really, mm. game, really. Yeah, you make your way over there, take a quick glance over, and uh, it's a well-made crossbow uh, set to a tripwire. Yeah. Felix, I will need you to go ahead and make me a fortitude save. Okay, but I get bonuses this time, right? So you do receive a plus five alchemical bonus for your antitoxin. Okay. I'd be an 11 for a 21. Hey, there we go. You felt pretty bad, but uh, that does run its course as you just kind of, you stretch out your shoulder. Um, after a couple of more moments, Lady Peril finishes her restoration spell, uh, restoring one of the points of constitution damage you took. Hey. Yay. For the rest of you off towards the side, uh, Sergur Saren makes his way forward. Excuse me. You should return back to the party. We will right. investigate this. Sir Grisarn, I have divinatory magics prepared that may be of benefit in getting information around our attacker. Specifically what? Specifically, I prepared the spell Ears of the City. It would allow us to potentially observe the surrounding area. I'm not actually familiar with that one. I would appreciate any assistance that you could offer. All right, very well. This is going to... Um, cause you to be blind and deaf for about 24 seconds. During that time, you'll be able to concentrate on an individual or a place and uh, see information that has been told by various people uh, in the area, similar to if you had investigated for a number of hours. Good luck. Um, and I will uh, hit him with uh, Ears of the City. It doesn't, I don't remember what the material component of that is, but I'm allowed to have my spell component A piece so of hot. brick. I mean, Gwen will stand nearby the Inquisitor while he's out of commission for a good 30 seconds before somebody tries to kill him, too. I mean, that was my, that was my <laughs> yeah. thought, too, is I'm going to sit near him. But, um, yeah, at mm. least the idea is like, okay, I can at least do this one thing um, <laughs> that might be of some benefit, because otherwise I don't have anything that's useful right now. And he closes his eyes for a long moment. The crowd are kind of uh, are sitting there going, like, there was an assassination attempt. Oh, that's that's far more exciting than these usually are. Oh my god. god. Much better than the speech. Cornel- Cornelius <laughs> just does the face palm, like just straight up, like two hands right in the face. Mm. We can't go to parties. People are going to stop inviting us. Every party we go to is cursed, Cornelius. Didn't used to be. It wasn't until I met all of you. <laughs> you met us when we were children. <laughs> Off towards the side, uh, Bartleby takes a moment to uh, to talk to Lady Peril, and uh, if you're saying that you're still feeling off, make certain that she casts a second uh, restoration spell. You hear him kind of mutter a whole thing of just, you know, just build the estate sort of thing to the uh, I mean, I could always cast on myself as well. Don't save him money. <laughs> also, do you get a check on him to make him not indifferent because you did save his life? Yeah. Do I? <laughs> yeah. We're getting there. Again, I greatly appreciate your interceding there. And I'm sorry that you were injured in the process. It is certainly not something I would have wished uh, to happen to an old friend. Oh, I survived. Thank you for your uh, intervention and... It does concern me that uh, this is not the first attempt on your life. Well, let's simply say that this damnable night swan will not long delay justice from finding them. Do you know why they're attempting to kill you? From what I understand, they're anti-monarchy in general. Mm. Mm. Specifically targeting all of us nobles. So I would be cautious, but I don't want this to poison your view of merit. It is a beautiful county. This one small upset, notwithstanding. 
I shall keep an open mind. <laughs> we will find them, and they will face justice. Likely at the end of a rope. Felix does not know how to respond to that. <laughs> okay, buddy. <laughs> I mean, vigilanteism is one thing, but actually trying to assassinate people, Gwen's kind of... I was going to say, yeah. that's, that's no. not the thing of a, of a hero that's just misunderstood by the yeah. people. That's very much a villain move. Mm. Depends it on what seems Barbara contrary to what we've heard about the Night Swan so far, so I'm wondering if somebody's trying to, like, frame the Night Swan. Interesting. Maybe. Interesting. Uh, so, mechanically, first off, uh, Felix will be getting a plus two bonus on influence checks with uh, Count Lothied. Nice. All right. All right. Um, that will also grant you three successes to adjusting his attitude. Hey! hey. Oh, wow! Hey, nice. Woo! All right. That'll do. What does that move him to? He's still at indifferent right now because he's still filling you guys out. I mean, he is much fair. closer to not being indifferent. <laughs> I should hope so after that. <laughs> I mean, three successes pretty much in an instant sounds pretty good. After a long moment, Gersaren opens his eyes. Hmm. Any luck? Thank you for your assistance. I'm not going to tell you. He makes his way over, leans down, glances over the crossbow, takes it out, sort of looks it over. Again, the rest of you are kind of pushed back um, and out of the way by the guards as they're you know, now investigating said crime scene. You do see that he reaches around to the side of this where it appears that someone had pinned a piece of parchment to the oh, side no of the way. crossbow. Oh, no way. They left a calling card <laughs> on the bolt and uh, a message. Yeah, unfortunately, it's a DC 15. <laughs> oh. Dang it, Dang I should have looked. Dang it. He removes this oh, piece of parchment, man. looks this over, folds it, and tucks it back away. Ah, yeah, God him. dang it. <laughs> yeah, some, somebody be a rogue and pick his pocket to get that message. Yes, yeah. if anybody Inquisitor. happens to have sleight of hand on them ha, at this ha, point. Ha, yeah. We already yeah. established no. no one in this party does that. <laughs> nope. The Count stands to his feet, helps Felix uh, up to her feet. There's a this loud round of applause oh, from God. everyone. Yeah, um, yeah. I survived. Like hey. it's a stage play or something. I mean, they could, some of them could be actually happy that she lived. I mean, yeah, probably a lot of them are. The Count nods his, uh, his thanks to Felix once again, ascends up the stairs to the podium, raises his hands. Well, that was a small disruption. <laughs> I think considering the circumstances, we should perhaps move inside. Okay, good The banquet idea. has been prepared, and I have a wonderful evening's entertainment, far more entertaining than this small drama. But I must say, the newest member of our Merritt County community has certainly proven herself a worthy addition, if I may say so myself. <laughs> it is good that the that the uh, you know the actual person who has the Betany estate is the one that saved him. Yeah, that's Felix good. probably plays it up a little bit where she's like you know holding the part of her dress that's torn and she gives like a little bow and, and <laughs> I think she plays it up. Thank you, Countess Zespire. And let us not have this put a damper on our evening's festivities. For that, in fact, is what these cowards that stand against the divine right of oh, the God. nobility of wish. <laughs> so instead, let us make our way in and enjoy a feast that will be remembered for years to come. I mean, it'll be remembered just because there was an attempted assassination in yeah. the middle yeah. of He gestures in towards the ballroom. Um, there's a, a whole gaggle of people chatting amongst themselves of like, oh, well, that was that was very surprising. And we got out of listening to a speech. <laughs> <laughs> because, of course, it doesn't affect them. So they're like, this is fun. These wow. people. <laughs> oh, gosh, um, as they make their so way. Much. You notice that the, the ones up at the fore are kind of, uh, even though the soldiers are already beginning to search around the surrounding ground, everyone is watching the stairs somewhat uh, uh, warily as they make their way up the <laughs> stairs onto the veranda. 
Like, there's not going to be another one, right? <laughs> I'm going to do that twice. That would be so good. Well, th- honestly, that was one of the mm. reasons why I went to go check that crossbow, because I was like, mm. if it's a repeating crossbow, that would be terrible. <laughs> Gwen, as you make your way past, Sir Ghoul steps forward. I believe you have the crossbow that was fired, yes? The bolt, yes. Yes. Yeah. She kind of makes a I mean, face. it's evidence, so... is the law, and she is lawful, so she hands it over. Hmm. Unusual fletching, don't you think? Someone has a sense for the dramatic. Oh, it fits Sepsinius so well. <laughs> it's Sir Ghoul. What a twist. What a twist. <laughs> Sir Ghoul himself. <laughs> Thank you for your quick response. I don't approve of assassination. She kind of smirks at him. <laughs> you and I are of a mind. <laughs> okay, sense motive is he flirting with her? Because that's hilarious. Gwen just grins. <laughs> Good evening. Good evening. Perhaps we'll have a chance to chat later. Perhaps. He quirks a smile. Watch where you step. Gwen giggles within before turning and walking off. <laughs> the lot of you make your way into the feast of the victor after the excitement of the tourney and the excitement of the post tourney. Yeah. There's a little too much excitement in this party right now. I guess we'll see if there are any other tripwires next time. Oh my god. Oh my god. Jeez. One party and not have an assassination. The night swan strikes. Oh man! Apparently, what a first impression yeah. we have of this person. I I still wonder if it is. Maybe, maybe it yeah. is. Maybe it is. I have it could be a setup. I don't know. I guess we'll find out as we investigate more. The mysteries of Merritt County won't go away in one session. Okay, true. Gwen needs to true. seduce Sir Ghoul so you can get that note out of his pocket. Because obviously, we're <laughs> yes, that, okay. <laughs> All right. Gosh. Or like do the thing where you're cold and he gives you his jacket, and then you have. The- um, oh yeah, you could pull one of those. It very well yeah. could have just been a simple note that says, you know, the night swung strucketh here. You don't know what it says. Struck we don't it. know what it says. It could be innocuous or not helpful uh, at least. It's true. Uh, but regardless, you'll have to uh, to wait to next time to figure any of this out to see whether or not Gwen has sleight of hand. I don't know if that's even a skill no, for her. No, <laughs> Gwen does not have sleight mm. of hand. I don't think any of us put anything in that. Is that a class skill for anyone? Nope. No. Oh, well. Absolutely not. We're not the thieving types. Further reinforces, if someone dies, they come back as a rogue. We always, <laughs> if someone dies, come back as a rogue. That's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, today, no one died. Yep. It's true. I came close. And you know who would never put a crossbow under a table to try to assassinate us? I would hope our patrons. <laughs> One of them was yeah. thinking about, like, that was exactly what I was going to do. How'd they know? Man, that's, that's when the fandom takes it too far. That's true. Can I say, if anybody called that specifically, like, because when you said there was a crossbow bolt, I thought it came from, like, above or something. I and then too. it was under mm. a table, like, ooh, that's sneaky. Came from behind. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we do want to take an opportunity to, of course, thank our patrons for uh, for continuing to support us, for being there for us. Um, again, I don't know how many of you would uh, would dive in, tackle us to get us out of the way of a crossbow bolt, but I'm sure some of you. <laughs> you heroes, you. All of you heroes. Uh, it is not cheap to put on these fancy uh, galas and jubilees and all Especially the rest of that stuff. Especially when we keep stuff. putting holes in all of our nice noble clothing. It's true. Mm. Just got this nice fancy outfit and immediately put a hole in it. I'm so sad. Hopefully Cornelius will be able to uh, to fix that up. He could. 
I really hope so. It was <laughs> very expensive. <laughs> it, was, it was. If you want to make any notes or anything like that, you also get a plus uh, one bonus on any influence checks for the remainder of the evening as, uh, as Felix is kind of the talk <laughs> of the evening. Oh, yeah, what a yeah. hero you were. But we do want to take an opportunity to thank a couple of our patrons by name. And I will start by thanking Tyler Bailey. Thank you, Thanks, Tyler. 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 Appreciate thank you, Tyler. Tyler. And I'm going to thank Richard Vidimonti. Thank well, you, thank Richard. Richard. Appreciate thank you, Richard. it, Richard. Yes, thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, thank you so much. And I would like to thank Alejandro Valdivia. Appreciate thank it, Alejandro. Thank you, Alejandro. We got some killer last names. These are some cool episode. names. Yeah. Is that the Alejandro we played uh, Starfinder with, Jess? I don't know. <laughs> if it is, hi. <laughs> and I would like to thank Kevin Ross. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Awesome. Thank you, thank Kevin. Kevin. You got a heck of a last thank name you. there. Yeah. <laughs> We're quite a big fan of that name. Yeah, we uh, like Rosses. <laughs> and I would like to thank Michael Gage. All well, right. Thank you, Michael. Like a, like a, Michael. I don't know, like an action hero name, like yeah. Michael Gage. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Michael Gage either sounds like an action hero or it sounds like a noir protagonist. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Uh, and I'd like to go on ahead and thank Leif Arn. That's so, Leif. Thank you, Leif. Thanks, Leif. I always find Leif's yeah. a really strong thank name. You. Always goes back to Leif Erikson. Yep. yep. <laughs> I was just thinking that. What a man. It's true. What a man. Vikings. What a man. What a man. What a mighty, mighty man, as it were. (laughs) Again, thank you all for your continued patronage and support. We could not do this without you. You are all amazing. And uh, it is because of you that we are able to continue to do what we do. Again, if you have not uh, checked out our Patreon, I would highly suggest it. It's uh, really fun. There's a lot of great stuff going on there. If you like crossbows, there's crossbows (laughs) involved. Um, So if that's your selling point. Are there? um, Well, there's a repeating crossbow involved in almost every episode. It's true. Uh, that's fair. true. And so if that's your selling point for getting into uh, actual play. Is, if you like crossbows? hearing Rick say thunk, 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 thunk. Thunk, 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 thunk. <laughs> I do love saying that. But yes, go and check out our Patreon. Uh, again, uh, we do have a $1 tier on there if you want to just check out the first dozen episodes and see, kind of dip your toes in and see whether or not it's something that you like. Um, it's quite a bit different than uh, this highfalutin parties and uh, noble intrigue here is concerned. But if you like your actual plays with a strong side of uh, survival horror, it's definitely something to check out. Woo. Yeah, fair. <laughs> and of course, we do want to take an opportunity to thank our Find the Path tier patrons, which does include Andrew Miller and her, Braden Worrell, a new addition, Colin Bill. So thank, thank you, Colin. Thank, thank you. you. Colin. Elliot Brown, Eric and Lisa Junker, Gary S., Ian Date, Jessica Vetterly, Jim C., Joshua Saldana, Kevin Etterfay, Lewis Ellis, Siren Roll, and TJ Kahn. So thank, thank you, you all, all for your support, both uh, new and continued. Indeed. Check back next time to see uh, whether or not the food at the feast is poison. Oh, oh gosh. gosh, I didn't even gosh, think don't about put that. that. Out there. Uh, I didn't prepare to detect poison. And until next time, good luck, Pathfinders. Yes, uh, good luck out there. So many near deaths. Oh, oh, man. Man. No, but seriously, one party. Oh, I just want one party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'd be nice. We're sitting there planning. All of a sudden, I get a little whisper, and I was just like, what the frick? Oh, my God. I, like, <laughs> I know you fully stopped listening that to Ross. That was really was well like, done happened? because we had no idea what you were doing. I'm like, why are you doing this? <laughs> like, I'm sitting here talking about, like, going to talk to Voido. Literally you're just, like, dive. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. War for the Crown is copyright 2018. War for the Crown and the Pathfinder Venture Path are trademarks of Paizo.
All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.